Hi, my name's Alistair. Hi, my name's Kat, and this is Bampop Productions Podcast. I think we didn't have a topic for today because we've been very busy over the last week. Mm-hmm. And I thought we could just jump right into it and talk about any old nonsense. So, Catherine, what's in the news today? Well... A Scottish police officer thought oh, she yeah. was being followed by a drone and she called in to, to her superiors and she was like, listen, someone's following me with the drone. And guess what, listeners? It turned out to be Jupiter. Well, and it's front page news. I'm going to stop you for one second. In we Scottish newspapers. We can't talk over each other, so we have to take it in turns. And I'm putting an end to... You're telling of this story because you didn't say it right. I did say it right. That was always in the newspapers. Okay, I'm going to ask you not to talk over me. She was being followed by a drone. She thought a drone was following her, but it wasn't. Uh, it was so she thought. It turned out it was Jupiter. Mm-hmm, that's what I said. And now how did it go from there? How did it go from there? Well... It, well, okay, I'm going it to turned stop you out again. it was Jupiter. <laughs> yeah. But was... she mistook it for a drone, right? Yeah. Because sometimes when you look at moons and the sun and planets, it's as if they're following you, but they're not. I was saying this, actually. There was a case in America a few years ago of a, a police officer that thought he was tracking a UFO. He was in a, this was a few decades ago, maybe the 70s or the 80s. He thought he was um, following a UFO, just an unidentified light in the sky. Um, and it turned out that what he was actually tracking was the moon. And you'd think that would be really obvious, but... Well, yeah. You know, when you're driving in your car and you're, say, turning... He wasn't noticing the left and right turns that he was making in the car because he was concentrating on the moon. And from his perspective, kind of going down this you know, small side road... It looked like the moon was moving back and forward in the sky. And, uh, you know, he actually reported that as a UFO. This was a night where there were a few UFO sightings. Or there had been what was presumed to be one UFO sighting. But it turned out to be lots of different little events that co- coincided. Yep. Yep. <coughs> oh my gosh, I'm that so COVID... Sorry. I'm so sorry. That COVID. Don't apologise to me. Apologise to them. Listeners, you will never get infected by my COVID because you're not physically beside me. So, you mean someone thought it was a UFO and it was the moon? Yeah. It does seem really obvious. I think this person must be a bit dumb. No, I think that's the thing. Like, it's very difficult to... Do you need to cough? Go. But I'm trying hard not to cough. I know, baby. (coughs) Oh my gosh. Sounds horrible. It's very difficult for me not to cough. You weren't coughing all day, and now suddenly the COVID cough's back. Uh, that's not true. Yeah. It's not the COVID cough. You are recovering from COVID, though. No? Yeah. So is this very common for people to think they're being followed by suspicious flying objects and by drones when in actual fact it's just planets in the moon? I don't know how common that is. What I do know, though, is that often... What happens when people, people, like, if they're looking up at the sky, don't really know what they're looking at. And this is an area where we sometimes miss, as as humans, we're quite good at misattributing authority to people in an area. So often airline pilots are given a lot of credibility when they report 
UFOs because they understand planes, they understand flying, and they know roughly what is and isn't, you know, an acceptable manoeuvre for a plane. Unfortunately, they're not, you know, uh, astronomers. Um, they don't know about the kind of upper Earth atmosphere and phenomenon. And often they can be looking at natural things. But because they're pilots, we go, oh, they must know what they're talking about because they know how to identify these things. But actually... Well, you would have thought a pilot would be able to identify But that's the thing. Right? You would think so, but... It seems basic. No, no, no. You'd think they would, but they're not actually good judges of that because they're not actually... Um, experts in you know the upper earth atmosphere they're experts in navigating and aerating aerating what's it called aviating mm -hmm. planes um they're not experts at upper earth. it's similar thing happened at the start of covid i remember there's one chap in twitter who was very kind of libertarian very anti-lockdown and he was a retired pharmacist and become very skilled professional person and because of that a lot of people jumped on with him and said look this retired pharmacist is telling us that it's not it's a hoax that covid isn't a serious disease at all unfortunately being a pharmacist isn't actually a good qualification for talking about covid you know you, that's not what you'd really want as an immunologist or a virologist or you know someone that's an expert in pandemics and the spread of these diseases that's you know it's very easy for us to misattribute what some you know someone's expertise and say oh this person must understand this field because they have such and such a qualification and often the qualification doesn't actually blend much credence to, to the area. I'm just saying to get back to this case of the, you know, the female police officer and whatnot, actually often most people don't know what they're looking at when they're looking into the sky. Um, and because there are so many different fields up there, so many different areas of expertise that you could reference when looking at a night sky, actually, you know, so two things to say then. Looking up at the night sky, these people probably aren't stupid. I think it's very difficult to identify things in the sky. I and mean, when you add a little bit of movement when you're driving as well, taking a bit of your mind off of, of what you're paying attention to, I can see why smart people would make that mistake. And just when I'm talking about things like the UFOs and that as well, often people give extra weighting to police officers' reports of UFOs because they're seen as being trustworthy members of society. And the point is, they may be trustworthy, but they're not flawless and they're actually not experts in looking at the night sky. Not necessarily experts in, in these fields. Um, just to say, I, I think the head that you, you saw the headline actually point out, so it was front page of one of the papers. It must have been a slow news day, but uh, yeah, they the, called the woman a space cadet, which yeah. is a bit unkind. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, the picture of her, like her head was turned, so at least like people don't know her face, but that's really embarrassing for her. I think it is, but I actually don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, as such, I, I think it's very I say I think it's very unkind the way they presented this and it's yeah, very... Yeah, they make her sound really stupid. Yeah, it's very easy for anyone from the sidelines to point and laugh, but actually put anyone in that situation and I'm sure you'd, you know... Um, on top of that, we don't know what she'd been dealing with that night. Maybe there was reason for her to think it was a drone. Like, if she'd just been out to a call about, you know, someone flying a drone over someone else's property, quite reasonable to think that, you know... There's a drone following you at that point. Yeah. But the thing is, though, a drone is quite conspicuous. So if people were wanting to follow police and find out what they were doing, wouldn't they want to hide this more? That's very hard to do with a drone. 
Yeah, right. So there's reasons so why it wouldn't be. it would be. seem a bit strange you would have a drone follow someone. Not unless you're wanting to freak them out and to make it very yeah. obvious and to play a really mean prank. Or just to have a bit of fun with it. There's yeah. reasons why it might be done. And it would be very obvious as to the drone It would be obvious, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But it's not the first time I know of this happening with police officers. It reminded me of this case in America. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, but also... Uh, misattributing things in the sky is done by lots of people all the time um i don't think it's particularly dumb or stupid or idiotic at all i think it's yeah you're right the news is making it sound dumb, reasonable but... to make that mistake and once again the big major part of it is that she was driving you know mm-hmm. once you've taken 80 percent of your capacity to think out as it's focused on the road driving mm-hmm. at night yeah it's very easy to think something else is happening um very easy I think most people would make that mistake in the right situation. Um, I don't think it says anything about her particularly. But then, yeah, I say the one I find interesting in this situation is misattributing people's, you know, um, competences, I guess. When I was a child, I thought the moon was a ball of cheese. I thought that for a while. Yeah. Then my father told me, no, darling, it is not a ball of cheese. It is a moon. It is a moon. Well, it could be a moon and a ball of cheese. It could have been both. Yeah. I think probably it was just the moon. You think probably? Probably it was just the moon. I had a... Mr. Hodgson. Yeah, moon used to follow me around as a a kid. It was there every single night. Just to say goodnight to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just looking in the window. The actual story I thought you were going to mention from the news mm-hmm. today was... Mm-hmm. Did you just mm-hmm me? Mm-hmm. Okay, you tell the story. I don't know what actual news you're talking about. Yeah, I know, you don't. So that's... tell the listeners then, because that's why they tune in. They don't tune in. No one tunes in. Well, they turn on the app. No one does that. We don't have any listeners. Yeah, we do. We have a few. You told me we had a couple of hundred, was that not correct? Well, it's not quite a few hundred, but there are episodes get up to a few hundred listens, and our audience is considerably smaller. But if anyone wants to uh, let us know that they listen or heard this, that would be nice. Just get on our Twitter, at BAMPOTPOD, and tweet at us. Yes, listeners, get onto our Twitter and sent us tweets. Bam pot pod. B A M P O T P O D. Yeah, it's very catchy. Very rolly off the tongue. I know. So, anyway, COVID uh, restrictions are being eased in the UK. Uh, it's very interesting. I read a headline today, I didn't read the article on Bloomberg, mm-hmm. um, saying that uh, some other countries in the world saying that England, they said England because it says largely. While the rest of the UK is following what the English government's doing, it is an English government decision. Um, so a bit unfair, but it does make sense. Um, but they were saying that England is risking the rest, that they're posing a huge danger to the rest of the world by opening up at this stage. Wait, who said that? I can't remember. I didn't, I, I didn't read it. I only read the headline uh, on Bloomberg. I didn't actually go into the article. But there's, I, mean, I think it was an open letter signed by something like 1,200 scientists and public health experts around the world. 
That's interesting. Were they from EU member states and working on behalf of the EU trying to get back at us through would, a backhanded means because we left? <laughs> I would suspect that most of them were from the EU, although I don't know. Um, it could be a bit of that, although I don't know. I think there might be a tidbit of that going yeah. on. Another political agenda, science being used as the racket to bash it about. The thing is, it makes no difference to other... If other countries wish to impose sanction, if they, if other countries feel that the UK is doing this in an unsafe way, all they need to do is impose travel restrictions on the UK, and it's fine. Um, I think part of the issue is most countries wouldn't want to do that because it's kind of cross-border trade would be affected, as well as tourism money, industries that most countries want to get back in their feet. Um, I think what most countries want at this side, at this stage is for people to stay in and not meet anyone when they can and then, you know, go out and spend their money in a foreign country. Um, I, I still don't think, like, there is a particularly good or bad way to ease lockdown or open things up. Um, I still think most countries you're going to find will have similar mortality rates by the end of all of this, once all is said and done. Um, I mean, the current statistics on death from COVID, what I've seen on the internet, and it may or may not be right, is hitting four or five million. Yeah, but it's... Oh, but that's global. But you want to look at it as a percentage, yeah. not normally. But the other thing is... But a percentage of the global... Yeah. That's... Incredibly low if you compare it but to as I say, as a rate, population. yeah, you want to see like what percentage of the population has died of COVID in different Probably countries to compare older it. Older people that allows you to compare it kind of like for like, but you know, because you know, a country the size of Sweden will have less deaths than the UK because it's a smaller country, but the percentage might be higher, which is the thing we care about rather than the absolute number. Um. I have to say, though, I think that when it comes to um, the COVID... Uh, it's going to be here forever, just like the flu. Yeah, some time, I think. Might to become weaker across the decades to follow. Could do, or it could become stronger. I don't think there's any reason. There's an, I don't know if there's a particular pressure on it to become weaker. I think it's a bit of luck, like whichever variant is the most contagious is the one that survives. Whichever one spreads the most is the one that survives. There's no reason that I don't think it has to trade off, you know, its ability to spread against how lethal it is. Like, I don't see it as a trade where it goes, okay, I'll give up some of my lethality to spread more. It's just random chance how lethal it is at the, at the end of, you know, <laughs> evolving and changing to spread. Um, that said, I think that the ability of countries to keep COVID under check will largely come from the kind of responsibility that individuals take on. Um, it's such a large thing that I don't think police can really, it's not something that can really be policed. It's one of those issues that really needs kind of public consent to go ahead. And if people are fed up with it, then that, that's what's going to happen, I think. Um, hospitalisation rates are starting to ick up a little bit and um, number of daily cases are starting to go up as well but crucially the lethality rate is right down and um, that's partly because 
more people are vaccinated now in the UK. And also because yeah, we the have... Yeah, the UK has rolled out the vaccine actually. Yeah. Well, not super efficiently. I think so. More um, than anything else in history. I mean, y- yeah. It's I mean, it's been up, fairly efficient yeah. for the UK. I think I most mean, I'm sure have done com- well. Yeah. I, I really don't... like. I, I don't think there's any government in the world that's really fucked this up. And I think... In fact, the US is actually giving some mm. of their own vaccinations to other parts of the world yeah. because there will be a certain amount of people that medically cannot take vaccinations right. but of course the united states with the freedom to say no to vaccines there will be a lot of leftovers there will be yeah. because you will get some people that will say that no. won't get it, yeah. and in fact i know that some of the anti-vaxxers had formed a group and they stormed one of the clinics trying to stop the vaccine being handed Gosh. to people, which is very selfish because if they don't want to take it themselves, yeah. well, that's one thing. But physically stopping people from doing their jobs and from people receiving it, it's like, guys, come on. That's a criminal yeah, act. And you could argue, some people would argue, not me, that it's not morally right, yeah. although it's not my place to judge. But if you're disrupting something like that, I mean, it's public safety. And it's not your right to take that right away from someone else. This is what I don't get. That's interesting because let's say... Let's say for a minute that... I mean, the reason we say that, that Mm -hmm. it's not right, is because we do not believe that there's a conspiracy behind the vaccine to kill people. Let's say... Yes. ...that the vaxxers are right. And that that the Mm -hmm. vaccine is a large... Big Pharma sponsored mm-hmm. agenda to depopulate the earth and okay. everyone that gets the vaccine will be dead within five years. Okay. Let's just say that's true for a second. Are they then morally okay to stop people getting the vaccine? Oh my God, that is such a hypothetical. But, but the answer is yes, I think. If, <laughs> it's also hypothetical. I know it's hypothetical. So but would never happen. But, but there's a point big to this. Big could never plan something that big. But there's a point I'm getting to here that's okay. beyond this. I think that if they were right, it would be perfectly moral for them to stop it. And actually, I was going to talk about this in terms of this, I guess, kind of uh, American culture, but it's around the world as well, that, you know, you're allowed to act on your beliefs without regard to other people around you. Like, these people aren't interested in coming to common... They're so, not interested in common consensus. Exactly. Or because truth. to be honest with you, they're too also, far gone. But also truth. I think they're not willing to have a conversation with people where they're willing to... They're, I don't think they're trying to find the truth in the matter. I think that they're so far gone that they're beyond having any conversation in which they're proven to be wrong. I mean, they're blinkered. Yeah. So it's almost like they're too far gone... They're blinkered. Why would you even engage them? Like, I know that doesn't sound very nice because almost, well, but wouldn't you agree that some people are a lost cause? Maybe. I don't think so. I think most people can be reached through some methods. Really? Some ways. I don't think everyone's a lot. People change all the time. I don't know how you would tell one from, like, a person that can change from someone that can't. But I think a lot of these people would be very difficult to reach. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'd say... They'd never be able to change. But just to say, I think they think they're doing something morally right. And if the facts supported their worldview, then I think we could all agree that would be a moral thing to do. I guess what I'm trying to get at is this greater point where I think as a society, we've maybe moved away from this idea that um, we have common truths or truths that we can all share in. I think it's all about individual truth, what's true to the individual. I think that's problematic. 
So subjective, you mean? So what the individual finds true? Yeah. But the issue with that is, is that some people can be quite delusional, or mm-hmm. or they're very blinkered, like people who do believe that the pandemic was a hoax and that Mr. Gates is pushing for these drugs right. to be injected into us for another reason. But if they gain a following, which is much simpler now with, because yeah. of online oh, platforms, then their truth does their truth, which is a delusion. Can cause seriously damage, can cause real damage. It can absolutely. So, I'm not sure that's not a positive to me. Well, I didn't say. Yeah. I mean, I think objectively there is a virus and a pandemic. I mean, I don't think countries like the powers that be in all the countries, even if they're allies, couldn't get together and make that work. Probably not, and I think actually the thing is if. I've heard this said a few ways. Um, there's a similar idea to this. Noam Chomsky said it about September the 11th. Um, I remember Noam Chomsky used to complain a lot when he was being interviewed about a lot of people would get in touch with him and say, mm, why aren't you telling the world about how 9-11 was an inside job? There were a lot of people who are activists believe that it was a, you know, a conspiracy, that it was done from the inside. And Noam Chomsky used to get really pissed off about it because like, it wasn't an inside job. And he used to say this this thing about it where it's like, there's no reason to do it. Like, okay, so just to explain his whole position here, he used to say, you know, what would they gain from it? Well, it was an excuse to go invade Afghanistan. It's like, when has America ever needed an excuse to invade a country? They mm. do it all the time for little mm. reason. Um, but the main thing he said is, you know, it, you can't, like, If, if whatever secret power that planned 9-11 was so powerful that they're able to keep police officers, firemen, air traffic controllers, military government mm-hmm. 100% in line with the lie and not a single dissenting voice to come out, then that's a group that's so powerful that it's almost not even worth having the fight anymore. Like, there's no yeah. reason. Like, if a group is that powerful, you've already lost. Um, and I think it's kind of true of the COVID stuff. If they're so powerful that they can create and release a virus around the world with no country giving a dissenting voice on it, then that's not a group that could be fought against anyway. <laughs> like, there's no point in doing it. Um, It doesn't like, appear to be that kind of level of control, there are still a lot of checks and balances in systems of government. I don't think you would get away with something like that. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Taking down four planes, one crashing in a field in Ohio, Yeah. one taking out the Pentagon, two of them taking out the World Trade Center is not a one-person show. No. Now, that would have required a lot of people to be involved. And the more people are involved, like you mentioned, the harder it is to manage, the more likelier someone is to just fuck up and say something yeah. is inevitable. To blab. So, bye from Kat. Bye from Alistair. Bye from Bad Pop Productions Podcast.